0: Welcome to the A to Z of sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet, one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might wish to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is Z, and Z is for Zipless Fuck. Fuck. A zipless fuck is sex with no strings. For many people, this means anonymous sex, but for others, it simply means casual sex. Erica Jong, author of Fear of Flying, coined this term in 1973. She said, The zipless fuck is absolutely pure. It's free of ulterior motives. There is no power game. The man is not taking and the woman is not giving. No one is attempting to cuckold a husband or humiliate a wife. No one is trying to prove anything or get anything out of anyone. The zipless fuck is the purest thing there is, and it's rare as a unicorn. I have never had one. It is called zipless because when you came together, Zippers fell away like rose petals. Underwear blew off in one breath like dandelion fluff. For the true, ultimate, zipless A1 fuck, it was necessary that you never got to know the man very well. A zipless fuck should provide pure pleasure and energize as a result. Erica Jong felt that to achieve this, the parties could not know each other, because in knowing each other, these different agendas would come into play. Recently, she said that she felt it was impossible to find a zipless fuck. And that in fact, she felt the best sex was with people that you know. I would argue that sex with people that you know is one type of sex and that the, the, The zipless fuck she was talking about is another, so that you can have best in both categories. In a zipless fuck, you're free to project anything onto your partner. You can make him or her into the ideal in every way. If the sex is truly fantastic, this can become your unattainable ideal for the future. Everyone you meet is compared to this mysterious lover with whom you had an amazing sexual encounter. Everyone is compared to this unattainable ideal. This can overshadow perfectly delicious experiences with people you know, or are getting to know well. If the zipless fuck does overshadow, you've missed the point. The point of the experience isn't to set up an ideal, that you compare each and every encounter to afterwards. The point of the experience is that it be liberating. It helps you to throw off your preconceptions about sex and about what good sex looks like or is. Once liberated, there is no re- need to repeat that experience every week or every month. Once you've had a transformational experience, you move on to new levels of learning. Of course, this is only true if you see the zipless fuck as an opportunity for learning and for pure experience. You may view it as simply the opportunity for some great no-string sex, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you see it as an opportunity for learning, then it's something that you don't do very often. Now, casual sex has changed quite a lot since 1973 when Ms. Young wrote about Zipless fucks. In the eighties, the discovery of AIDS gave pause to many who engaged in casual sex. The idea of simply meeting without words, engaging in hot and heavy sex, and then parting with not a comment being made began to disappear. Conversations about safe sex were necessary before safe sex could begin. At least that was the case for people who wanted to avoid sexually transmitted infections. Friends with benefits became a more popular choice than one night stands. Though knowing someone in other contexts doesn't necessarily translate to knowing whether they indulge in safe or unsafe sexual behavior. In the United Kingdom, diagnoses for sexually transmitted infections rose in 2012 by 5%. And this is despite lots of public education as to the risks of unprotected sex. In both uh, the heterosexual community and in homosexual communities, there are tribes of people who believe that um, bareback sex is a risk that they can choose to take. Aaron discovered a love for sex with men through a zipless fuck. Aaron's 33 and single and had till that time identified as a heterosexual. He works in banking, which brings him a high salary, but long hours and little time for maintaining deep emotional relationships. He has had a couple of long-term relationships that ended as a result of his career. Aaron isn't ready to settle down and describes himself as having a healthy sexual appetite. He has always been curious about sex with men. Aaron says he fantasized about men since he was in his teens. He never found himself in the situation to test out his attractions, and he's clear that he doesn't want to debate about sexual orientation. Aaron signed on to Grinder and created a profile as a bisexual man. After a week, he matched with Jeff. Jeff was Aaron's physical opposite short and blonde, pale skinned with blue eyes and very muscular like a lifter. Aaron sent Jeff a message and they arranged to meet. The attraction was immediate and strong. They spent the night enacting all of Aaron's fantasies. He left the next morning with a new understanding of his own desires. What is the attraction of seeking that anonymous, pure sexual experience? Well, for many, the primary attraction is the opportunity to focus on their own pleasure and nothing else. Not knowing their partner means not worrying about what the person thinks or feels, or even if the person gains satisfaction from the experience. It's a place where you can experiment without being concerned about judgment. It's an opportunity to explore without having to discuss the implications the next day, just as Aaron did. Aaron was able to explore this other side of his sexuality without having to explain to a partner um, where he fits on the scale of sexual orientation and whether he intends to do this again. He had the opportunity to do this, have the experience and then reflect on his own at leisure and consider what he wants the future, rather than having to think about what others around him want for him. In relationships, changing up how you have sex and when you have sex can have long-lasting implications. Lots of conversation and negotiation may be necessary if you're introducing any type of sexual activity that's outside of your norm. But in a Zipless encounter, there's only negotiation on the day and no worries about the next day or the one after that. Hookups are the current version of Zipless fucks and are greatly aided by apps made specifically for the purpose. Grinder remains the most popular for gay and bisexual men. Pure for heterosexuals, Whipler for kinky sex, Her for lesbian and bisexual women. Tinder and Cupid are still used this way, but also for finding more lasting relationships. Once prides itself on using human matchmakers to send you one person per day. I suspect they're looking at relationship building rather than hookups, though. I apologize for repeating myself, but safe sex is essential in any kind of casual hookup. Before you head out, don't... Pre- forget to protect yourself by being risk-aware. I say risk-aware because having sex with a stranger is a high-risk activity by definition. You need to know this when you decide to engage in sex. It's high risk for sexually transmitted infections. It's high risk for drama. And it's high risk for injury or becoming the victim of a crime. If you're risk-aware, then you choose which risks you wish to take. And so you can choose the partner that you're going to engage in this high-risk activity with the knowledge that that is what you're doing, a high-risk activity, and choosing to lower some of the risks, if not lowering all of them. To lower your risks, make sure a family member or friends knows where you'll be and when you're expected home. Take a note from the BDSM player's book and set up a safe call. A safe call is where you have a friend or family member telephone you at a certain time to ensure that you are safe. You pick a phrase that means you're fine and one that means you're not so that when you answer the phone, you can easily let the person know without letting the person you're with know what you're saying. Do remember, that um, mobile signals and cell phone signals are not always consistent in areas so if you're relying on a call from somebody using a mobile signal you could find yourself in a situation where um, there is no safe call because the person couldn't get through to you or you couldn't get through to them um, some phones have alarm programs and things Um, which will will actually send out an alarm to security or to uh, law enforcement. Again, those usually only work if you've got a mobile signal. I remember being in a situation where I was relying on that and I found I had no mobile signal at all. Thankfully, the situation was fine. I had a grand time. So did the other person, no problem. But it could have been an unmitigated disaster. Because I was relying on that and feeling um, more confident that I was safe based on that. So think about this when you're setting up something like a safe call. Practice safe sex. Bring condoms, dental dams, and gloves, and bring extra. You might want to have sex a few times. Even though rough-in-the-alley sex may have an extra kick, If you want to lower your risk, choose to rent the hotel or motel room so people are more likely to notice if something's wrong. Again, that's not a guarantee. A lot of times people will ignore what's going on in the rooms around them because they believe that people are having consensual good time or they just don't want to get involved. Penny is an attractive brunette in her 50s. She's a CEO of a small company and her work takes up a large portion of her life. Most of the men Penny meets through work are not men she feels safe dating or starting sexual relationships with. She's been attracted to people who have worked for her and didn't pursue the relationships because of a fear of her pursuit being seen as harassment. Attraction to a competitor raises other issues. Penny has always believed it was a bad idea to have a relationship in the workplace. Penny decided to rely on a matchmaking service to meet someone for a long-term relationship. While she was awaiting her perfect man, she looked for places to enjoy sexual encounters. One of Penny's friends told her about a private party where people could hook up and enjoy without strings. One of the advantages of this party was that people were at least nominally vetted before they were allowed to attend the party. Penny attended her first party with her friend, since there's nothing worse than walking into that type of an environment alone and nervous. There were about 50 people at the party. Penny noticed a tall man with steel gray curly hair within the first 30 minutes. When he finally came and said hello, she was mesmerized by his hazel eyes. They spoke for a few minutes and headed off to a private place space. Penny enjoyed the sex immensely, and after about an hour, she met her friend back at the bar. After a couple of jinks and some comparing of notes, Penny spotted an olive-skinned man with a thick mat of salt and pepper fur on his chest. She excused herself and went to meet this bear of a man, and she ended the night in his arms. Penny attended parties for a year before the matchmaker helped her to find her perfect match for a long-term relationship. For her, Zipless fucks helped to meet her needs without demanding too much time or any commitment and not a lot of small talk. A few people have written in recently with questions. Owen asked if not telling a partner about a one night stand is really infidelity. In my opinion, infidelity involves deception and the breaking of agreements. Deception can be out and out lying or it can be omission. Owen, if your agreement with your partner is that you're monogamous, then a one night stand is infidelity. It is against your agreement and you're hiding it. There are people who agree to a don't ask, don't tell rule. Usually they have parameters like, it's only okay when you're away from home on a business trip or you cannot give out contact details. In these situations, a one-night stand may not be seen as infidelity. This is because there is the agreement that some non-monogamy is acceptable. But you have to be careful because usually those rules have various layers to them. and Unless you've thought the rules out clearly, don't ask, don't tell can really blow up in your face. Rachel wrote in to ask about finding safe partners for casual sex. Rachel, there's no guarantee of safe, but there are more safe and less safe ways of engaging in casual sex. So more safe, I would suggest meet the person first, instead of meeting them online, meet in person first, instead of meeting the person online. So that way you can take the time to size the person up when you've met them. Any uncomfortable feeling and you should abandon the encounter. Uh, More safe again, make sure to use condoms, gloves, and dental dams for all sexual encounters. If you want to engage in kinky sex, BDSM, or power exchange to be safer, take the time to get to know someone before engaging. Uh, Pick up play is uh, obviously more risky than, and, and, but closer to a zipless type of situation than play when you've gotten to know somebody a bit. However, if you're going to do pickup play, do it in a public setting and watch the person play with other people first. Watch them in non-play settings. Notice how they treat people, including restaurant staff and service personnel make your assessment as to whether or not you want to play with this person after observing for a while and then make sure to trust your gut if you can you can get references but i think your own observation often turns out to give you a better clue as to whether or not the person is safe i mean as most of us if we're going to ask someone for a reference we're going to ask the people who like us who are going to say good things about us to give us references not people who have issues with us. Thanks for joining me this week for the A to Z of Sex. Please write to me with suggestions for the show, questions you want answered at Dr. Lori Beth at A to Z of Sex That's D R L O R I B E T H at A T O Z O F S E X dot com. Z is Z for Americans Do follow me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and check out my YouTube channel. If you'd like a free 30-minute strategy session with me, go to https: colon, forward slash, forward, slash, forward slash and click the button that says schedule now. If you enjoy the show, please leave me a review on iTunes and Stitcher. You can do this anonymously. And why not join me for my free teleseminar on the 11th of October? That's, the link is in the podcast notes, but it's https colon forward slash the-intimacy-coach.com forward slash the number three dash steps forward slash to learn my three steps to sexual sac- satisfaction. I will see you next week when we start the third series of the A to Z of sex podcast. And we're beginning again with the letter A. And this time, A is for aphrodisiac. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes. And make sure you head over to www a-to-z-of-sex.com That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X To subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.